Welcome back, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I am Nate. We are here with Jimbo. What is up? And in case you're wondering, Jimbo, so committed, he's at a wedding weekend back home. He could have taken the day off. He could have relaxed. He could have hung out with his buddies. But instead, he's here to talk baseball for you guys. Absolutely. I mean, this is the highlight of a highlight of the week. So when you texted me last night and you're like, hey, dude, I see your way. I'm like, no, dude, I brought everything with me. I'm not, I'm going to be on it. I, I'm all for it. I'm excited to be here today. And we got some fun topics. We, we do have some fun topics. So sticking with the segmented sections, we are going to be doing a prospect of the week or two. Shout out. A rookie of the week, even though he is a Cardinal, so I don't really want to talk about him. Yeah. And we will be doing some baseball news. We will be saving mailbag for next time because drop the ball on actually getting story posts out for mailbag questions. That's on us. We drop maybe the bag. We the drop the bag. We the the uh, metaphorical <laughs> mailbag is what we dropped. So unfortunately, we are just novice podcasters, and we will get better, and we will get story posts out there so you can ask questions. There was one question that came in via DM, but uh, we will address that next time. Um, for brevity of this podcast here, uh, with Jimbo being away, we don't want to take too much of his time away from his family and friends. So, that being said, let's get into the prospect of the week. And I've got two guys, and the first guy I want to talk about doesn't have any cards yet. So we're going to talk about him first, and that is Joey Weimer of the Brewers. Of course, I always have to talk about a Brewers prospect every week. It's my go-to. And, oh, I do have – I actually have a uh, Tigers prospect to talk about too. So I'm going to talk about two guys um, both don't have cards, and then we will get to a guy with cards. And so Joey Weimer is the first guy, and as a Brewers fan, we've grabbed dudes throughout the years that have been like your prototypical right fielder, big power, big arm type of thing, and none of them have ever worked out. And so I've always wanted your prototypical right fielder, and I guess Hunter Renfro is kind of that type of guy, but I don't want him for like one year. I want him for multiple years. Enter Joey Weimer. Draft in the fourth round in the shortened five-round 2020 draft out of Cincinnati, I believe. And he has 70-grade raw power, and he also has like a 70-grade arm. He's a good fielder, and he's got some decent speed. The questions were surrounding his hit tool. Well, last year, he comes in, and in 2021, he gets 75 games at A-ball and 34 games at high A. In A-ball, he hit 276 with 391 on base and a 478 slugging. And then in a high A, 34 games, mind you, he hits 14 home runs and hits 336 with a 428 on base and a 719 slugging. Jeez, dude, this dude's crushing it. Yeah. So this was a big dude. He's 6'5", 215 pounds, and he just didn't hit a ton of home runs in college. And the Brewers unlock something here. So this year, in his first taste of double A as a 23-year-old, remember he's a college a college uh, bat, so he's a little bit older. First taste what, of double A, yeah. What college did he go to? Cincinnati Bearcats. Let's go, Bearcats, baby. Sorry, I had to add that. Proud of him. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, obviously, Jimbo is a proud Cincinnati Bearcats fan um, who – loves louisville somehow some way 
Uh, not love, but he doesn't hate him like I tried to get him to admit last time. That's true. So this year, double A, 36 games. He already has 10 home runs. Now, it's obviously not the 14 home run pace he was on last year in 34 games, 152 plate appearances, but 10 home runs and 158 plate appearances this year. Nine stolen bases, no caught stealing. So power, speed, and defense out of this guy. Slight concern here with K-rate at 31%, but if he's hitting for power, he's stealing bases, he's walking at a decent clip, almost 10%, I can live with the strikeouts, especially if he's playing good defense. And he's hitting 291 with a 367 on base and a 589 slugging. Like, the dude is killing it in his first taste of A-ball. He's killed it everywhere he's been. The Brewers have really unlocked this guy. And he doesn't have any cards, so this isn't really helpful for anybody. But it's just a name to keep track of in case he has, like, Bowman Chrome cards or something. I can see him moving up the prospect list. Actually, Jimbo said they updated their uh, MLB pipeline. I am curious as to where he landed. I never looked that up. Mm -hmm. But... uh, this is the type of dude that he keeps this up might be into the fifties by the time like Bowman Chrome comes out. And if he has an auto could be pretty fun. He's your definite typical right field profile, but there's major power. There's pretty good speed and there's, there's like excellent defensive ability here. So, so here's one thing that I do. Um, I don't know if you've ever thought or like done this, but when, there's players that don't have cards yet, especially with baseball. Uh, one thing that I like to do is right when the checklist comes out, figure out if they're on the checklist. But then there's a lot of people that will post their breaks, like pick your team breaks. And I'll scoop up certain teams before people really know, hey, you know, this team is actually going to be really good because it has this player because, the, you know, it, it's a good player. Like this year, I did it with Miami Padres. Like I was scooping up all those teams for like a third of the price, you know, cause then people start to realize they start to do the research and all that. But if you do your research right away, boom, and you're on it, you can get some good, good steals. Um, by just doing a little research. Yeah. And on top of it. And that is, that is everything in the baseball card market, right? Got to do your research. And instead of researching guys and singles to buy research guys, and then breaks to buy into. Now, mm-hmm. if it is like, if it is like Bowman, 2022 Bowman, it's a little bit more risky to get into breaks because I just, I've on, I've opened four boxes of Bowman and 12 blasters. I've seen like two Jackson Churio Bowman Chrome base. Yeah. And no color, you know? And so how many, how many Bowman jumbo boxes are in a, in a case? Uh, eight, eight. No, six, six or eight. So let's say it's eight. Let's say it's eight. Either because then I will have done an exact half of a case. I've okay. done half a case plus 12 blasters, no Jackson Churio color. I would be buying, I would be buying, and the only color I've seen is uh, it was one of those like lava number 399 of Felix Valerio and a colored paper of 499, a sky blue paper of Felix Valerio for the Breweries. Like if you if I did that, uh, four box and twelve blaster break of the Brewers with all those guys, you'd feel pretty good about it. You'd have gotten destroyed, you know. True, very and, true. Yeah, so it's 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 one of those things. What's frustrating is if those breaks aren't cheap enough, 
I mean, yeah, you have the potential to hit a massive card, which is why people buy into breaks, because you don't have that potential if you have to buy the individual boxes. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'd be buying Brewers, and I'd be getting hammered. Yeah. So it's it's always a and people understand that it's always a risk. You buy the Tigers, you get a Matt Manning rookie of your favorites red auto. Yeah, like who would I if I ever bought the Tigers like in that situation? That is the last thing that I would think that that would be popping up. Correct. (laughs) So 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 it 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 evens out in the end. It's just one of those things where, as a Brewers fan, opening all this stuff up, I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit disappointed. Yeah. Well, one thing with Joey Weimer, I do want to bring up. So I actually, since we were sitting here, I did a little more. I was just Googling for a little bit. Didn't realize this. He's actually from where I'm from. He was born in Sylvania, Ohio, which is crazy. And he went to high school where my dad went in Bedford High School. And he went to school at Cincinnati. And he plays for the Brewers, who my good friend Nate is a big Brewers fan. So I'm going to have to PC with him with you. I like it. Awesome. And And then when he becomes your prototypical... 30 home run, excellent defense, Joey Gallo type right fielder, but with but with better uh bat to ball skills. We'll be sitting pretty. We'll be sitting pretty. Let's go. Taco like Bell for it. days. Taco Bell for days. I just had Taco Bell yesterday. Delicious. Oh, you... But I can confirm, got a crunch wrap just to see what the price was. Five dollars and nineteen cents. Man. Back in my day, they were three twenty nine. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, five dollars and nineteen cents for a single crunch wrap. Right? Can you believe that? They're mm-hmm. making hand over fist. Uh, next guy I want to talk about also doesn't have a card. And before yesterday, I would have thought that this was just a former Met slash current Giant. Turns out there is a dude of the same name in the Detroit Tigers. Uh, farm system, and the name is Wilmer Flores, mm. former Met, former Brewer. Before he cried on the field as a Met, and then the trade got vetoed, and now former Giant, current Tiger. Wilmer Flores, of course, for the Giants is thirty years old. Wilmer Flores for the Tigers is twenty-one, and he was killing it in A ball to start the year. Sixteen strikeouts per nine innings in nineteen innings. And a 1.83 ERA, uh, 0.92 walks per nine, 0.92 home runs per nine. Like, he was as dominant as you can get in high A in his first taste of high A. So he gets called up to double A. And what is he doing his first appearance of double A? Five innings yesterday, one hit, seven strikeouts. Double A is a real test, too, for pitchers. Like, that's when it actually becomes real. Yeah. And he he didn't he didn't miss a beat. Five innings, one hit, seven strikeouts in your double A debut. And he, I mean, I'm always I always look at guys. Sorry, I always look at guys, and if they have a you know if they're repeating a level, I'm not as impressed. But this dude went complex league to A ball in 2021, and then 2022 starts in high A, and then has moved to double A. He's wow. played two years in the Detroit Tigers farm system. He is 21 years old. He's going to be 21 the entire year. He's got a 70-grade fast future fastball by Fangraphs and a 60-curveball, 50-slider, and 40-command. We'll see if that command can play up. But, uh, I mean, currently it's doing pretty well. Of course, he's only thrown 24 innings on the year. But this is an arm 
this is a legit arm, and uh, I'm very curious to see where he goes because the Tigers, obviously, you're looking at Scooball and you're looking at Manning and you're looking at Mize, and Manning and Mize were first round picks. Scooball was not right. You have you have decent pitchers, and they've got other guys in that farm system, but you know this could just be another another name in the in the line of decent young pitching. Which is crazy because as a Tigers fan growing up, we were always our pitching was always the struggle. You know, starting pitching was fine because we always had, you know, an incredible rotation. But our bullpen, we never drafted that well. Like obviously first rounders, it is what it is, but behind that, no value. So the fact that we're I'm glad you pointed this kid out because it's just really interesting how we keep finding some nice arms. Yeah. He's uh he, he, he very impressive. Like if you're if you're just dominating high A and you've never pitched there before, pretty impressive. I'll, I'll, you know, I, I like it. I like a guy that comes up and dominates a level he's never pitched at before. But to go into your double A debut, yeah, that's five innings, one hit, seven strikeouts. That's very impressive. That's yeah, that's super impressive. And only one walk. So he gave up two base runners in five innings. We love that. We, yeah. You and I, I feel like that's our favorite stat. If you're not walking people, striking people out. As a as a former JV pitcher who wasn't allowed to pitch on varsity because I plunked too many guys, uh, <laughs> I averaged on JV. I averaged about three plunks a game. I know the I I know the terribleness of walking guys. Yeah, there was one game. I threw 60, 68. I think it was sixty eight pitches in two thirds of an inning. I had eight error, did not get out of the inning, eight errors behind me. But along with eight errors, I think I plunked two guys, and I also probably walked another like three. Oh, jeez. So it adds it adds to the pitch count. But then the eight errors behind me really, really, You're giving them free outs. Yep. So uh, don't walk, guys. You'll be pretty good. And. Uh, Wilmer Flores, not the Giants' Wilmer Flores, not the Mets' Wilmer Flores, but the Tigers' Wilmer Flores. A good start to his 2022, a good start to his minor league career. And I'm I'm very excited to keep watching this guy pitch because this is the type of guy that, I mean, until, until yesterday, I didn't realize there was a second Wilmer Flores in the world. Yeah, me either. I'm going to so, definitely keep this guy on my radar. But, but again... No card. No card. Not yet. All right. So I did promise that we'd actually talk about a guy with cards, and uh, I will keep that promise. And so I wanted to talk about Ezekiel Tovar, 20-year-old shortstop, Colorado Rockies. Uh, He's going to be 21 in August, so I guess this is technically his age 20 season, but he will be 21 at some point this year, as opposed to some guys who don't turn 21 until like after the season, like Juan Soto, born in October, uh, a day after mine, October 25th, shout out, and that will be be an important point later on in this, uh, (laughs) in the MLB news section. But Ezekiel Tovar, before the season, non-ranked, Fangraph's top 100, was given a 60 hit, 35 game power, 45 speed, but 60 field. So 60 hit, 60 field, that's the type of guy that will be able to stick on a baseball field. Yeah. If you can if you can make contact and you can field, you will always have a job. It might be as a utility player, but you will 
always have a job in baseball for years and years and years and years. And then something interesting happened at the start of this year. 20 years old in double A, his first taste of double A too. You know, I like that. And he's hitting 309 with a 386 on base percentage and a 537 slugging. Good for uh, 156 WRC plus. Now, 371 BABIP is very high, uh, but it is what it is. But he's walking 9% of the time, only striking out 21% of the time, which is a little higher than last year, but still it's not it's not too bad. It's a it's it's the highest of his career by 0.2%. He's had a couple 20 2021 seasons. He's had an uh areas where he's in the 19, 13 and 11%. So, the dude just doesn't strike out that much and he's walking uh almost 10% of the time, but he has six home runs and 12 stolen bases and zero caught stealing. In the early goings in double A as a 20-year-old. So that game power. And and let's find let's find his double real quick. He also has nine doubles and two triples. So like game power 35. We're talking about a dude who in 34 games already has 17 extra base hits, including six over the fence. Yeah, this is a guy that you, like these stats are exactly what you want to see in the minors, where you get a, it's a nice a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some stolen bases, even. Dude, the twelve stolen bases and zero caught stealing. Now, obviously, the catchers aren't going to be the most excellent, uh, and 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 some of that has to do with the pitching too. You know, a lot of stolen bases happen because the poor pitching, poor keeping guy on base, right? Yeah more so than the catcher's arm, but you're not going to have like the world's strongest arms sometimes down there. You're not going to have the most intelligent pitchers. So you'll see more stolen bases like that, but 17, 17 extra base hits, 12 stolen bases, 34 games, a kid who is guaranteed going to stick at shortstop. Who's only 20 years old. And what's kind of interesting is that he, if you're dominating 20, at the start of the, at, if you're at 20 and dominating double A at the start of the season, you probably get moved to triple A pretty quickly. Like yeah. at some point within probably June or July, I would imagine if he keeps this up, he's getting moved to triple A. And it almost feels like triple A, at least in my mind, and Jimbo, you can correct me if I'm wrong because you would understand this more than me, is more of a shorter stop. Like if you have talent and you get called up to triple A. If you're doing well there, you're just getting called up to the majors. Yeah. Usually, unless there's like something where, you know, like defensively, if they're tra- like helping you out defensively, like here's an example Nick Cassianos, top prospect for the Tigers back in the day. They put him in, uh, you know, he was in AAA, easily could have hit in the majors, but they moved him from third base to shorts or third base to left field because we signed Prince Fielder, which brought Miggy to third. So he, Nick Cassianos had to learn left field. Mm-hmm. So they didn't call him up till September because literally he was out there every day just learning how to field left. Field. So like there's little factors like that, but you're right. It usually is like a quick, hey, this is what it's going to like. This is as close as it's going to get to the majors field wise, pitching wise. And then let's throw you in there and see what happens. I'm glad you agree. And, and, I, I like that you brought up the fielding standpoint because obviously you see that all the time. Oh, he needs, you know, he needs more time 
he needs more time defensively. He needs more time defensively. Well, this is an already good defensive shortstop or projected defensive shortstop. Exactly, yeah. And who they have in front of him right now is Brendan Rodgers. Now, he hasn't played shortstop, I guess, actually this year. So that's a little bit of a misspeak by me. Who's the Rockies shortstop if it's not Jose Iglesias, my buddy. Oh, Jose Iglesias. I had no idea they had him. Well, no offense to your buddy, Jose Iglesias, but Jose Iglesias is not the type of guy that's going to (laughs) stand in the way of a top prospect getting called up and playing shortstop. Couldn't agree more, dude. Could not agree more. Jose Iglesias, though, is the type of guy that even if he gets displaced to shortstop, still has a job on a team. And the reason for that is why is the same reason why um, Ezekiel Tovar will have a long career. Defense, defense, defense. Magician, dude. His glove. Man, watching him. Yeah. But this is interesting. I like you brought this kid up. Do, do you does it uh with him being on the Rockies, does that worry you worry you at all? Uh so I I you're you're jumping the gun here. Oh my god. Jumping the gun because this was the whole point of bringing him up. <laughs> and so I want to cover some prices and then we'll get back to your question here. Okay. Speckle Bowman Chrome Speckle Auto. Actually, let's re- let's refresh this page just to make sure that all of the cards that potentially have sold. Shout out card ladder. Uh, sales history tool you can look up any player and you can see all of the sales prices for these guys from ebay from pwcc from my slabs all in one place i love that and so ezekiel tovar uh bowman chrome speckle auto psa 10 number to 299 900 may 19th best offer Woo! Same card, May 19th, auction, $772. So somebody was a little bit like insane buying it for $900 when they could have saved $128. But what are you going to do? Base Auto FCG9, which is almost worth buying and cracking, $76, May 18th. $90 for a downgraded op- copy, May 18th. $82 May 18th for a non-graded copy. So you get the point, you get the you get the price points here. And let me just see if I can go through. Uh we have a gold shimmer PSA 10 sold May 16th on auction. $1,547. So this is exactly why how we, we talk about throw it in the box and let it marinate. So I know I have some of this guy. And you know, I could have sold it early because I was like, I don't know who this guy is, it is what it is. Because I didn't, now that I know this, like I'm going to probably bring them out and see what I can get for them. Yeah, you should. Because these prices are pretty crazy for, because I, I, like being on the Rockies, I don't know. I don't yeah. Want, so, but, so, yeah. so this is the point. And this, I bring this up because uh, a follow of ours, um, Brandon, he commented about, collecting Ezekiel Tovar and I asked him a question I didn't actually get a response so I hope he does respond at some point and I asked him as a collector of Ezekiel Tovar does it worry you people's opinion of the Rockies because you can have a guy as good as he is and he's very good and if I have a guy in the Rockies I'm okay collecting him single a double a triple a but you better believe I'm selling if if he's doing well now and I'm waiting for call up I'm waiting for triple a call up and I'm selling him I am not waiting for him to get to the majors because when he gets to the majors, the people that didn't know about him are going to start knowing about him. And 
it almost feels like the more people that know about somebody, especially from the Rockies, kind of the the less people are interested when they're on the Rockies, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So for me, because of people's public perception of Coors Field and how easy it is to hit there, it's almost a detriment to getting called up to the majors for these Rockies prospects. And if they don't do well, it's way worse. It's way worse than having a guy get called up by Pittsburgh and not doing well or getting called up by the Tigers and not doing well. You get called up in Colorado and you don't hit. Oh, it's a bloodbath. And so for me, I I asked him, I was like, are you worried about people's perception? So I'm going to ask you the same question, Jimbo. If you were collecting Ezekiel Tovar and you we've you can see his numbers, 900 plus OPS, 922 OPS in double A. That's very impressive. He's not played double A before. He's 20 years old. He's got a 922 OPS. He's got 17 extra base hits. He's hitting over 300. He's slugging over 500. All very impressive stats. He should stake at shortstop. Everything is looking great for Ezekiel Tovar. Walks really well. Doesn't strike out a ton. And yet, Colorado Colorado Rockies hanging over his head. Yeah. I don't know. For me, you know, it's all about, you know, I'm not a biggest fan with the, with the Colorado where I have, like, I, I would sell them quicker than I normally would. But someone like this, seeing these stats, like, I went to go look at his prices. Now, if his prices were pretty low, I would take a flyer on him. But his prices seem pretty, pretty Well, how good. do you feel about a $86 base auto, I $90 wouldn't. base auto? So I would be buying them if they were anywhere from 10 to $20 even with the numbers he has. But if they're at 80, 85, anywhere around there, I'm selling because I can always find again later because I feel like it's just – with being on the Rockies is different. Now, like, it's going to be contradicting because I also like Zach Veen a lot, but I think mm-hmm. because he is going to be a different level, I think, in my opinion. Like, he could be, like, really, really good. Uh I would rather put my money in someone like that if I had to pick a Rockies player if we're talking the two, like comparing the two prices, price points. Okay. Okay. So Zach Fien fan, Ezekiel Tovar, even though Tovar is 20 years old, going to be playing the most premium position in baseball. But I, that's the thing. I, I like him as a player, like 100%. Like I would buy, it's just where the price is at. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like I would be stoked. Like if his stuff was at, was cheaper, I'd be going crazy on it okay i like that and it's it's just it's curious to me and i I don't know what the obviously the easy answer is if you like them buy them in the minors and sell them in the minors buy them in double a wait for them to get called up triple a and sell i think the wrong answer for me personally would be trying to sell in the majors because like it or hate it there's certain things in the in the hobby that will never leave people's minds i agree Colorado Rockies getting uh, players getting a bump from their home field. You watch dudes like Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, and guys like that. Just they're not that expensive. DHs not being valuable collect to be collected. You know, Jordan Alvarez type guys, way cheaper than they should be considering the bat. Catchers, first baseman, same thing. You know, Adley Rushman's only expensive because he's the number one pick. Exactly. If he wasn't the number one pick, if he was the 10th pick or the 15th pick, 
but was still a top three prospect, I don't think his prices are anywhere close to what they are. Same with Torkelson. I was explaining this to my buddy uh, yesterday about cards because we're all Tigers fans. And I think Torkelson has that same feel because, you know, first baseman. Because I was telling him, like, to me, Torkelson's like his ceiling is like a Pete Alonzo type. Mm-hmm. My buddy was just like, like mind blown. And I was like, I mean, it is like to me. Yeah. And he's like, but he was the first overall pick and all. I was like, yeah, like that's the hype. He's going to be a great player. Pete Alonso is a good player, but it, you know, yeah. first baseman. I, I agree. I'm glad you bring that up. I'm glad you brought up the Spencer Torkelson, Pete Alonso comp because like, that's so true. That's so yeah. true. Uh, first basemans just don't sell well. Pete Alonso's decently pricey because he plays in New York. But if he was putting up the same stats in Pittsburgh, literally no one would care. Josh Bell. Well, let's not let's not compare Josh Bell to Pete Alonso. But like price wise, like Josh Bell, there was a time. Remember how like he was in the MVP race, and his prices still wasn't like they weren't crazy. That's true. That's true. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> Mon frere. Um. All right. Well, prospect prospecting is uh, done for the day. Ezekiel Tovar, name to remember, obviously expensive. It actually has me thinking that I do have some 2021 Bowman cards around here somewhere, and I should be going through and looking for those cards. I mean, I got to imagine base cards are probably a couple bucks. You know, I'm a poor boy. I can I can sell those, pay off my wife's school. Shout out. Actually, we just paid that off the other day. Shout out. So Let's go. Um, but uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun to see what I have. I, I don't think I have any color or anything, but. Some Bowman Chrome base cards. Never know. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe an SC or SGC. Yeah. Easy. So I love that. All right, let's move on. How how much time have we taken? Oh, we're already at thirty minutes. I'm long winded. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on to Juan Yepes. So our our rookie of the week is Juan Yepes Cardinals. Cardinals outfielder, left fielder, right fielder, DH, first base. And uh, I actually, oh, that was what it was. I was like, so he was with the Braves. He has a Braves Bowman Chrome first from 2016, but he's a Cardinal now and he's only 24. He got traded for Matt Adams and Cash. Uh, by the Braves to the Cardinals, and now he's killing it. This is just another one of those Cardinals things. So for those of you that don't know Juan Yepes, he is a 24-year-old. I said his positions earlier. He is currently hitting 333 with a 390 on base and a 556 slugging, 945 OPS, but only 14 games, 59 plate appearances. But he does have three doubles and three home runs, so he's done some damage with the bat in the early going. And the reason this is interesting is because, it, to me, it feels like one of those things where it's yet another... And, man, maybe this is the biased Brewers fan in me because Jimbo's definitely going to counter this this argument here. But to me, it feels like another Aledzmis Diaz or Jeremy Hazelbaker. If you guys remember, Aledzmis Diaz was... In St. Louis in 2016, 2017, his rookie year, 2016, as a 25-year-old, he was an all-star. And he hit 300 with a 369 on base and a 510 slugging, good for an 879 OPS. 
His OPS is since that point, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 682, 756, 823 in 69 games, 737, 721, and 587. So you can clearly see that that 300 batting average and that 879 OPS, and his stats are, I should be hiding his, uh, I should hide his minor stats here real quick and his foreign stats so I only see his major stats. Jeremy Hazelbaker, also 2016. This was the height of the Cardinals using steroids and cheating constantly. Uh, wink, wink for you Cardinals fans out there. I don't actually think that, but I do want to believe it. Jeremy Hazelbaker. When you look at the stats at the end of the year, hitting 235 with a 296 on base and a 480 slugging, it doesn't look great per se. But 776 OPS, 12 home runs, seven doubles, three triples, and for a lot of that, he was significantly hotter than than what his end of the year stats were, if that makes sense. Like 776 OPS doesn't sound great, but I'm he played a good. I'm pretty sure he played pretty good defense too, right? I don't. I don't remember. Me either. I remember the name, but I can't remember. Oh, here you go. April and March, he's played 23 games in his career, and he has a 318 batting average, 357 on base, 683 slugging, a thousand OPS. Five, five of his 12 career home or five five of his 12 home runs that year. So we had a thousand OPS and five home runs in April and March, and so I, I'm just bringing it up to remind you guys that the Cardinals have had this happen before, multiple times, where they get guys, 28 year old rookie, 25 year old rookie, and now Yepes is a 24 year old rookie, and he will be 24 all season. He was born February 19th, 1998, which is also absolutely insane that you're just getting these guys that are so young now, um, but. I just wanted to bring it up to remind people that this has happened before for the Cardinals. It's annoying as can be, but they pull these dudes out of thin air and they do really well. And it's frustrating. That yeah. being said, Jimbo is a fan of Yepes's minor league stats. Would you agree? I mean, this dude crushed the ball. And here's another thing too, though. Like, so I play fantasy baseball where, it's nice because you can like you find guys like this because people are picking them up out of nowhere and you're like, who is this guy? And that's actually how I, I why I bought Juan Soto back in the day because of because of fantasy baseball. It opens your eyes up to some players like this. Um, but they have this guy in the cleanup hole even. So stuff like that, like there's little little things like that that I that I noticed where it's like, okay, if the Cardinals are putting this guy in the cleanup hole, there's they obviously love that he can hit. Shoot. To be fair, I feel like the Cardinals were, at one point were putting like Albert Pools in the cleanup hole. Speedster so, Albert Pools. So, uh, ace pitcher Albert Pools. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, I feel like sometimes the Cardinals are a little wacky because like Albert Pools is at the point in his career where like I would put him in the ninth spot, and if he hits you some home runs, he hits you some home runs. <laughs> But I do, I do agree. They definitely have confidence in him. You don't put a 24-year-old rookie in the cleanup spot if they if they don't have confidence in him. And and you are correct in 
to to put point it out. A ball 2019 as a 21 year old 147 WRC plus. High A 2019 136 WRC plus. First taste double A 85 WRC plus, but then his second taste double A in 2021 after laying off of 2020 all year 153 WRC plus. Triple A 154 WRC plus in 2021, and then 2022 Triple A 150, and now a 174 WRC plus in 2022 in the MLB. So, like, there is definitely skill. <clears throat> These last two years, it doesn't, or basically last three, including 2019, 2020, doesn't count. He's been hitting everywhere he's gone. Yeah, he hit 22 or yeah, 27 home runs last year, 22 in Triple A. So like, and and the walk rates and the strikeout rates are impressive. So I I I tongue in cheek say come out of nowhere and do really well. He's been doing really well for pretty much his entire career, but man, would I love to watch him go the way of Jeremy Hazelbaker and Aledemis Diaz. Yeah, the Cardinals, man. I don't know what it is. They know how to draft well. They know how to develop well. They trade well. They sign well. They just they just one of those teams, dude. Just one of those teams. The only thing they don't do well is beat the Brewers. No big deal. Whatever. Who's counting? Uh, but Juan Yepes' price is here. Check this out. This is crazy. 2022 Diamond Kings auto out of 75. Best offer, 75 bucks, May 20th. Who's buying a Diamond Kings Juan Yepes auto for $75 from Diamond Kings? Like, that's insane. Diamond King. That is wild. 2020, first off the line, uh, rookie patch auto, number to 15, $66 on auction. But then we get into we get into Bowman Chrome first, non-auto, four of them, $22 on auction May 19th. Two of them, $20 May 19th. Like there's some there's some pretty cra- crazy prices. May 19th, uh, base auto, 62 bucks. $60. Like, this is the type of guy that you could have gotten. Let's see here. Let's. He's probably oh, selling for 10 bucks. There's so many cards. I should do this a different way. Let's find a Bowman Chrome auto here really quick from, let's say, January. There's so many that sell in May. Goodness gracious. Everyone's taking advantage of selling prices here all right january 17th actually 50 dollars. oh wow more expensive than i thought refractor 56 dollars february 2nd refractor 80 dollars february 7th so actually to be fair it's more expensive than i was expecting but that's our rookie of the week i don't really have much else to say about him i don't want to compliment him too much i will say this strikeout rate good walk rate meh the rest of his stats very nice He's hitting the ball hard. He's hitting the ball with authority. Does he play premium positions? No, but if he could stick in a left field most of the time as opposed to first base or DH, he becomes pretty interesting. Yeah, he does. All right, let's cover some news and notes here, Jimbo, real quick as we're already past 40 minutes, and then uh, we'll get on our way. So let's start off with the big news of the week. And unfortunately, it's not good news for Mets fans or for fans of baseball. But Mad Max 
Max Scherzer, oblique strain, <clears throat> big old quotation marks here, out six to eight weeks. Oblique will it is be nothing six to, to eight with. weeks. It will be longer. Oof, that's tough. Yeah, oblique is one of those you you don't. It's that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've been around a lot of guys with oblique injuries where they give them a diagnosis and then you don't see them for three months when they were supposed to be back in a month and a half. It, everyone heals different there. It's not like like bone and all that. Yeah, and Max Scherzer is no spring chicken. He's 37 yeah. years old, which obviously 37 in world terms is young. But 37 when you're in baseball, you're as old as the hills. Maybe he shouldn't have been throwing. Uh, remember in spring training, this, like he was going – like throwing like crazy innings, like his first couple games. It's like, that's probably why you don't do that. Yep. So it's unfortunate and it's unfortunate for Mets fans and losing, not getting DeGrom back yet. And now losing Max Scherzer. And you got to pretty much rely on like Tyler McGill, who has been very nice, but like that not many teams can lose <clears throat> both their aces and keep winning games from a like, Talent standpoint on the mound, but also mental standpoint, I got to imagine, in the clubhouse. Knowing you have Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer on the bump is a lot easier to go out there and play baseball those days than knowing you have literally anybody else. Because you don't really have to do much. You don't even have to play much baseball when they're on the mound. No. You you score one run, maybe two, and you're good to go. Exactly. So you can swing for the fences all game long. So that stinks. But what are you going to do? Number two on the list for news and notes is Jake Sanford. Uh, and shout out him. He's a bum, but he's born on October 24th, 1997, which not the same year, but the same day we share a birthday. So him, me, Drake, Eric Hosmer, Nick Gordon, Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Brown, Wayne Rooney, Uh, We all share a birthday. And Jake Sanford, of course, he was stealing stuff from his his teammates and selling it online. And then also scamming people. And Jimbo has a little bit more information on these scams that were going on. Well, I just on my uh, I was on Facebook, you know, I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups and I just saw like people posting things like, yeah, like anytime anyone posted anything like, hey, has anyone heard of Jake? reaching out to them about stuff that they bought. And I just saw it over and over. And, you know, Facebook, it's hit or miss. Like, usually it's people overreacting. So I didn't take really anything in it. But I just kept seeing it over and over. Because there's groups like game use groups where you can buy and sell game use stuff. And he was in there, you know, hey, here's this, you know, bat, whatever, for this price. And just tons of people kept lining up saying, yeah, he hasn't sent me anything, all this. And then my buddy, another buddy of mine, Logan, he sent us a text in our group chat. He's like, hey, this dude, you know, scammed over all these people. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that guy. And then a couple of days, three days later, the, all the news outlets, this dude's been released with this. And I was like, whoa, that escalated real quick. Whew. Dude, there's there's throwing away your career and there's throwing away your career. Now, obviously, he'll probably go to independent league baseball and maybe he'll have some good stats and then get hook on with another team, not named the Yankees. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, he had pretty good stats last year. He hasn't pitched. He hasn't played in double a not pitched played. He hasn't played in double a, but as a 23 year old in a and high a 
combined, he hit 285 with 356 on base and a 467 slugging, 823 OPS. I mean, that's not bad. Obviously, he's 23 in A ball, but that's not that's pretty good. 13 doubles, 5 triples, 16 home runs. He had talent. He had yeah, talent. He was third rounder, wasn't he? Yeah. But you you and me both know. Yeah. Third rounder, I mean, could have had the talent of a 10th rounder. We don't know. True. Slot value. So one of those things where had talent, threw it all away to make a couple extra bucks. Just so dumb. So dumb. And he's disgraced the October 24th birthday. Come on, Jake. You're better than that. Yeah. Well, apparently he's not. That's true. So and then lastly, a little bit of news came out yesterday. Oh, and oh, for Sanford prices, I was actually kind of shocked by this. Speckle Auto number to 71, 95 bucks. Blue Auto BGS 95, 50 dollars. Like whoever bought the Blue Auto ni- number to uh 159 for 50 dollars got a way better deal than the person buying the raw speckle for 95. Like woof. Dude bought, bought, bought a gold wave number to 50 for 45. Like somebody overreacted hard to that news and bought that speckle auto. So dumb. So, so dumb. But not much else to talk about those prices. But lastly, Juan Soto rumor yesterday from rival executives. And you know how this goes. Rival execs want something to be true so they put it out there so that more people talk about it and then maybe it incepts the nationals into doing this rival execs expect juan soto to trade or the nationals to trade juan soto this season i i mean if you can't pay him i don't think they're not gonna be able he's gonna want like half a billion dude he's gonna want a monster contract the nationals have a very rich owner they've paid a lot of guys a lot of money they no longer have to pay Max Scherzer. They're not paying Trey Turner because they traded him away. They're paying basically Steven Strasburg. Who else do they have to pay? And how are you going to get enough talent to make it worth not having Juan Soto? Like, that's my problem. But, if but here's you the are... thing. Juan, Juan Soto has also said, though, he wants to play for a winner. So he, that's why he hasn't, even, he hasn't signed either. So it's like a two-way... Two-way street. Yeah, like he not only does he want a lot of money, but he wants to win. All right, well, here's my question. So the Red Sox go to the Nationals. I saw this trade offer. Marcelo Meyer and Tristan Casas, two top 100 prospects. Two top 15 prospects in baseball. For Juan Soto, and somebody's like, who says no? It's the Nationals. It's guaranteed the Nationals. Like, they're not... I don't know what you're going to have to trade for Juan Soto, but if you're a team with multiple top 10 prospects, expect them to be gone plus extra. If you were a team like the Brewers, you would have to expect Garrett Mitchell, Bryce Terang, Joey Weimer, Aaron Ashby, and probably like a Willie Adamas. And then probably some extra low A pieces that have talent and are interesting along with it joe gray stuff like that like there is there is a price point here that you have to meet and yet somehow it it both doesn't make sense to me for the nationals and it doesn't make sense to me for the acquiring team because you'd have to give up so much 
rightly so. You'd have to give up so much. You can, if you're the Red Sox, you could try to give up Marcelo Meyer and Tristan Casas, and I still don't think, I still don't think it's enough. Like you can give up two of the top twenty prospects in all of baseball, and still need to give up probably another couple back top hunt and top one hundred guys and lottery ticket guys. Well, here's the thing: like uh, giving up those two players for the Red Sox. That's a good trade, even if you don't sign Soto and you just ride it out for how many Year years of control. Yeah, honestly. But but that's the problem is I don't think that's enough. Yeah, I agree. I know. I, I've been playing around in my head. It's it's all about the, the more the longer he plays with the national low, Nationals, though, and he eats up his control years, the less valuable he gets. Well, I think he's a free agent after next year. Is he? Because he was it was 18. So he. If he when was he signed? Because he has seven years of control, and I think he was at uh, what 2016. Well, no, no, it's six, six years, six years once he hit the majors. True, true. I forgot um, he got called up so early. Once like, so early. if the if the Tigers went and offered Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green, yeah, like oh, that's I a can. good start. But what else do you have? Do you have to give up Wilmer Flores and extra? Probably, you know. Oof. I mean, I wouldn't trade Riley Riley Green for anyone. See, and see, that's the that's the issue is I don't think you can grab any you can grab any collection of prospects on here, including Ad, Adley Rutschman and like Grayson Rodriguez, and there's no way they're doing a two for one deal. But you would have to have your top two prospects in the trade. Oh, absolutely. So Monsanto, he has two years left of arbitration. So 2013, 2024. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. that makes it even worse. That makes yeah. it even more expensive. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's my problem. Like, like I honestly think, I honestly think you'd have to trade. Maybe you don't have to trade both Adley Rushman and Grayson Rodriguez if they add in also Gunnar Henderson and Colton Cowser and like DL Hall or something or um, the dude they got. Uh, Heston Kierstad, I don't know. But it's probably going to take like f- four of the five of those guys. It'd probably be the biggest trade of prospects in history. It'd be like, remember when the Braves trade for Shelby Miller? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Dude. Rip. R.I.P., dude. He had blisters on his fingers, so he didn't pitch for a whole year. And now he gets signed minor league deals year in and year out, especially with the Brewers, and then you know doesn't doesn't actually pitch in the majors. But Shelby Miller, I forgot, I forgot about that deal. Yeah, they trade my buddy Aaron Blair, who's he was going to be a good pitcher, good prospect. He got hurt, but that dude was on track to be awesome. Aaron Blair, Ender Enciarte, Dansby Swanson, and obviously Dansby's been. Dansby's just been an average major leaguer, you know, nothing, nothing too spectacular. Ender Enciarte obviously was very good for a long time, but I don't know where he's at anymore. Yeah. He's a Yankee, yeah. or he was a Yankee, or he was oh, a Yankee. Well, in sp- he was a Yankee in spring training, but not a Yankee right now. <laughs> so I don't know Juan Soto. It's weird, but as for cards and Juan Soto. I am curious to see what happens there because obviously I do think getting traded 
especially this year, if he were to get traded midseason and get traded to a better team, that is a huge boost for his prices. And it doesn't matter what team it is, in my mind, as long as they're better and in playoff contention. Yeah, You could get traded from the Nationals to the Brewers. I think his prices would explode, you know? Really, the only places that where it wouldn't would be like Colorado, Pittsburgh. Yeah, like, teams that are out of it. Yeah, teams that wouldn't. Yeah, would never do it anyway. So I agree. Well, never count Pittsburgh. Well, new. Just kidding. I'm I'm mean to Pittsburgh, and they have a whole new front office, so I can't be mean to Pittsburgh. Sure. But I'll never forget the Chris Archer deal. I mean, they oh, weren't yeah, a they, very good team. They traded for Chris Archer when he was clearly on the down swing of his career. That's like. What that trade was like was probably like that the Rays GM finding a dollar box and finding like a couple hundred dollar cards in a dollar box and being like, this is too good to be true. goes up and they sell them to him for two bucks, you know, he's like, sweet deal. deal. That's basically what happened between the Rays and the Pirates. Yeah, I agree. And so I don't obviously that's not going to happen again. So I don't want to be mean to Pirates fans because they know I know new front office, new hole, everything. So it, it it's unfair to bring it up again. Yeah. But the new GM actually is brilliant, by the way. Yeah. Like so that. I don't know. Uh, Juan Soto situation. Interesting. If he does get traded, I expect his card prices to boom because he will get traded to a contender because there's no way a non-contender trades for him at that price. I just can't. I can't imagine what that price is going to be, because it's going to be astronomical. I maybe, maybe if you trade Adley Rushman and, and Grayson Rodriguez, maybe it only takes like a DL Hall as opposed to like a Gunnar I Henderson. I don't think it's this year though. I think if he gets traded, it's going to be off season where everyone, where everyone has equal like hope and ability to trade for him. That and I just feel like there's still a lot of time that they can have him on the nationals and like marketing with him. Like they're making a ton of money with him just there. Dude, you trade him away, you lose fans. Guaranteed. I, I yeah. I you can't that. you cannot trade away Juan Soto. It will be the people that are like kind of fans, but not really fans. Like you'll still keep the diehard Washington National fans that love the Nationals through and through. They love baseball and they're just going to support them no matter what, even if they're grumpy about it. But you're going to get those people that like baseball, go to games every once in a while, buy a buy a shirt. Love Juan Soto. Juan Soto might be the only name they know. And you trade him away. They'll yeah. never they're never coming back. And you've lost a fan for life because they'll never forgive you. I agree. So all right. Well, our 30 minute podcast has run a little bit long. Shout out us. Shout out me. This was really my fault. I'm the long winded one today. Um <laughs> my bad. But Jimbo, any last words for today? Not at all. Just happy uh have a great weekend, everyone, and uh we'll we'll see you next week. All right. Well, thank you, Jimbo, for joining, and thank you everyone for listening today everyone if you get a chance wish jimbo's buddy through jimbo a good marriage and a happy uh a happy wife happy life type of situation well anyways guys thank you everyone for listening and we will talk to you guys again next friday see ya